Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm guest bailiff Jean Gray. This week, a jury of your tears. Donnie brings a case against his roommate, Glenn. Glenn cooks quesadillas in their shared New York City apartment several times a week. Donnie finds that the smell of peppers and onions is too powerful to handle, and he wants Glenn to vary his cooking routine. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents the obscure cultural reference. An admiral without ships, a hand without fingers, in service of a king without a throne? Is this an internet judge who comes before us? Or the answer to a child's riddle? Guest bail of Jean Grey, swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that in the 90s he was half of a rap duo called Peppers and Onions and their hit single was called Quesadillas? Sure do. Certainly. Was it quesadillas with a Z at the end? It was. Yeah, right. It was the 90s, it was. right? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Onions also had a Z. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they, that, we were in that Not feud. Peppers. We were in yeah. that feud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Right. Donnie and Glenn, you may be seated. Here we are with guest bailiff Jean Grey, second week in a row. Yeah. Donnie and Glenn, I'm going to get to you and talk about how you're doing. Well, I'm just going to say right now, Donnie spotted my Quebec Nordiques hat when he came in studio. And he's in the running now, Glenn. He's, he's way ahead of you. I may just have to recuse myself and let you guys fight it out while Gene and I go get a glass of wine. Because we're all here together. Yeah. Second time only yeah. that I have been in the studio with litigants. Aside from live shows, like our great live justice show that we went around the country with, or at least several New England states. <laughs> That's the whole country. Yeah, that's right. That's it. But this is only the second time that we'll be actually in studio is me, guest bailiff Gene Gray, Glenn, and Donnie. Mm-hmm. We're here at Argo Studios in Manhattan, New York City, presided over by our great engineer, Gary Ruist. <laughs> <laughs> no, his name is Paul. But I think at one point today, he called all of us B- Gary, Gary at one Gary. point. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows why? Thank you, Paul. It's great to be here. Uh, because um, it's, an, it's an unusual situation, and basically the whole world is upside down anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it once again, normal podcast style. I'm going to get the plugs up top. Up, up at the front. So that people will s- stick around. Yeah. Or, no, those people will hear them while they stick around for the meat, which is these two guys and their fight about quesadillas. Gene, and veggies. And, ve- and veggies as well. Gene Gray, yep. my guest bailiff. There's two big things, if you live in the New York area or are coming here, that you should know about. First of all, is the utterly essential Church of the Infinite You. That's right. Which is a Sunday afternoon basement meet and greet. Yeah. With your friends, with music. You're meet and greeting with yourself. With yourself. Each one of you comes to this thing. You are learning about yourself and about your friends. It's an amazing experience. It's really a lot of fun. While you drink. While you drink and listen to some great music. Yeah. Cry, maybe. Something that we all need to do. Yeah. So that happens every other Sunday at Union Hall in Brooklyn downstairs. And the next one is on the 18th of December and then the 24th of December. At 8 p.m. That's a special blowout Christmas Eve service. Yes. That's, that's going to be big. It's going to be nuts. And it says here that you are working on getting a live stream up for that specific, that big blowout. Absolutely. So how would they find out about the live stream as they're approaching January 24th? Um, I'd say, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter and at Gene Greasy right. uh, for right now, um, or follow my Instagram at Gene uh, Grigio and just stay up for the news. All and, right. And I will let you know. And you also host a talk show, which is also amazing, mm-hmm. called The Show Show. That's the Evening Times. And that returns to Union Hall this very night, December 7th, yep. Wednesday, 2016. That is when this episode will be released. It's not too late for you to book your plane tickets to Brooklyn. Right now. Brooklyn International Airport. Yeah. Uh, and then take the shuttle right over there to Union Hall because uh, you'll be welcoming guests Baratunde Thurston and Aparna Nancherla and a special to-be-announced guest. Is it me? It could be. Okay. Do you I wanna, can't do, do you, it. Oh. Okay. No, it's no, not. I'll be there. It's Gary. It's Gary. It's Gary Rust. Gary Rust. <laughs> <Gary Rest. laughs> 
and and as for me, uh, I'm very happy to say that uh, this terrible year is almost over. And February 11th of next year, I will be going to Chicago to join all of your Max Fun friends at the very, very fun day in Chicago. It is going to be this compressed, awesome podcast festival on a single day, Saturday, February 11th at Talia Hall. Talia Hall. Talia? Talia? T-H-A-L-I-A. Pronounce it how you like. Just get there. It's a beautiful space. Have you played that space? I haven't. You know what? Maybe I have. That's right. Who knows? I don't remember This is still in the future. Right. Um, but uh, it's going to be uh, a live Judge John Hodgman, along with live uh, presentations from my arch nemesis podcast, The Flophouse. Oh. Stop podcasting yourself. They're my friends. Jordan, Jesse, go. My friends. Tights and fights. My friends. The Flophouse. They're my enemy. We're going to have an old fashioned Chicago podcast fight. <laughs> Informations and tickets can be found at MaximumFun.org slash very, very fun day. Two varies. Glenn and Donnie. Because that adds really, really drives it home. Yeah, it really, really drives it home. Yeah, exactly. Use the use the adjective. No, really, for, really drives it home. What is it, Donnie and Glenn? Whichever one of you can tell me what part of speech "very" is. Depends on its usage. Okay, very, very. That's Donnie speaking. Very, very fun day. If you can tell me what part, I should know this. I, They're adverbs. They're adverbs. All right, this is the sound of a gavel. Donnie wins <laughs> once again. Donnie coming through. <laughs> In the clutch. All right, so here's the deal. Donnie not only spotted my Quebec Nordiques hat, one, two, reminded me what an adverb was, three, is wearing a tie to my podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> the guy brings a tie to a podcast fight. He's, yeah. he's loaded for bear. And four, when he wants to indicate assent, he remembers that this is a non-visual medium and actually speaks into the microphone instead of doing what you're doing to me. Which is nodding along ruefully. I was advised early on not to speak over other uh, members of the. Well, you're, that you're correct not to speak over. So I'm, I'm nervous to I'm nervous to chat too much. I to know. be quite honest. And you're well, just everything's look. This is an in studio day. Great. It's all just you know we can see each other. So I can talk. Yeah, I can't be too mean to you guys because you're actually right you're here. here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unlike the regular podcast. Where I'm hearing voices in my head from faceless human mannequins mm-hmm. around the mm-hmm. world. And especially the Judge John Hodgman column in the New York Times Magazine, where I never even need to see or talk to them again. That's where I get really mean. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, as social media has taught us, uh, when you can't see someone face to face, you become a monstrous troll. Well, I look forward to your kindness and I, and I hope that you Shut don't... up! <laughs> <laughs> Point is, you're behind. Indeed. Didn't wear a tie. Don't know anything about extinct hockey teams and their logos. May, or nothing I, about parts of speech. I, w- I would like to point out that um, he does actually, is that a hair tie on your wrist? If, Indeed if, it if is. If you are prepared uh, to to be a, a little more put together at times, in case anything is happening. Yeah. For he, a, is, he has a tie. Yeah, he is. So just to paint a, Thank you, Gene. To paint a beautiful welcome. word picture for those of you listening along at home or in your cars. Uh, Glenn has sort of longer hair and he has a hair tie around his wrist. Sometimes you pull that into a little bun. I do. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. And I see now you're catching up because I was, how old are you? I'm 30 on Monday. Oh, uh, this coming previous up. Monday. Oh, I turned 30. Belated happy birthday. Thank you, John. I'm sorry. Thank I you, Judge. I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good, good catch. Glenn's catching up, Donnie. Good catch. Happy birthday. Belated happy birthday. Thank you. It's getting a little, yeah, I was going to say, I was the same way with, I had some long hair when I was your age and I put it up into a man bun before that was popular. It was just a bun. It looked terrible. <laughs> Do you have any pictures? Uh, not on me right now, but I'll show you. If you, if you had one on you, I would actually be concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here like in my wallet. Just that specific <laughs> Here in my wallet. Let's picture. see. No, not that one of me. No, not that one of me. Not that, which I can't, it's one of these. Gene. Yeah. Yeah. But of course I was in my twenties. I was not a grown Well, man I've only before. recently left my twenties. Yeah, very, yeah, well. Would you like me to get a haircut? Do you think that's the move now that I'm in my 30s? Paul Ruiz, do you guys uh, here at Argo Studios have an in-house haircutter? Um, I do have a um, shaving device. Yeah, you know what? Let's bring bring it in just to have on the table to intimidate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're really stacking the deck against me here, Judge. No, well, I mean, you you let Donnie stack it up. (laughs) You were too polite. You were told, don't talk too much. And you're sitting there and you're trying to follow the rules. And I respect that as an only child. But you're letting Donnie run the table with his Nordiques junk. 
mm-hmm. and his adverb mm-hmm. intelligence. So you have a chance now to make it up, though, because uh, I will issue an immediate summary judgment in your favor if you are able to guess the cultural reference uh, that I made as I entered the courtroom. Do you remember it? It had something to do about ships An and admiral hands. without ships, a hand without fingers in service of a king without a throne. Is this an internet judge who comes before us or the answer to a child's riddle? Uh, it is not internet judge in the original quote. What am I quoting? I, I would, I'm tempted to say, and, and thus I will say that it is from... Well, wait, you can take the option since you, are, you have been brought to court by Donnie to make Donnie guess first, if you think that will be helpful to you. Oh, I would love it if Donnie would guess first. Oh, the coward's way out. Glenn, I was just getting <laughs> to like you. All right, Donnie, you guess first. Well, Judge, I've noticed a few snide references, maybe not snide, but offhanded references to recent events. And so... What are you talking about? In, well, what, you said that, you know, it's the end of a terrible week. Event? Nothing has happened lately. Well, are you talking about importance? the election? I'm talking about the death of Leonard Cohen, and that's where I'm going to go with my guess. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 I can't I imagine was, you're talking about the election. Aren't you guys over that yet? That was a, that was the, a month ago. The, that was the whitest answer I've ever heard also. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Your guess is Leonard Cohen? All right, hmm. I'm going I'm to lock that in. Leonard Cohen. It's in the guess book. All right, Glenn, now what's your guess? I feel like saying it's from Grimm's fairy tales. You feel like, is there... Uh, and then, so I will, and I have. A particular fairy tale? Like... Uh, the... Is the scorpion Hansel and in Gretel, the... Uh, the, the scorpion in the... The scorpion in the teacup. Okay. The scorpion in the turtles. One of my favorites. One, the one of my favorites. The three, the three snake brothers. <laughs> yeah, and, and all of the above. Uh, that was a, a weird fairy tale, by the way, all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the child who cut off his finger and turned it into a key. That's one. That's a good one. I really like that There's a lot, there's a lot of dismemberment yeah. in Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. And, and you know, what, what, what was my quote there? Uh, a, a hand without fingers. So you were thinking a hand without fingers. Like, so what are some other fairy tales that you've that you remember snow white there's a the porcupine that shot himself in the face in front of the school <laughs> that was a good one the, the, the child that was baked into a pie and then ate himself somehow yeah that that was a what thing. about there jack were, horner it was little, little jack, jack horner and there was um a dance with dragons and mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. was also uh, a feast for crows Mm-hmm. What was the one you guessed again? Was it uh, which was it a feast and, for and crows or was it a dance? Uh, the, the, the was it a dance with dragons? Was that the one? You, I think that's the one Great. you said. A dance right? with dra- Grimm's famous, most famous of fairy tales. A, a dance, dance with dragons. dragons. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, guess what? Very close, Glenn. Very close. All guesses are wrong. Wait, what happened to my guess? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to go uh, with the uh, translation of the lyrics to La Bamba. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're right. Okay, which which, without, which do include ships? ships. You know, soy marinero. Thank you, soy capitan. Capitan. <laughs> I'm not so. a sailor. I'm a captain. Yeah, and then you know quesadillas. Oh right, because that is that is a subject. So clearly, of Grimm's, Grimm's fairy tale, La Bamba, and not just quesadillas. Because what's happening here, Donnie has brought his roommate Glenn, his newly thirty year old roommate Glenn to court because Glenn eats too many quesadillas in mm-hmm. their shared apartment mm-hmm. and he also cooks up a bunch of stinky onions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that quote was from A, a Dance with Dragons uh, by George R.R. R. Martin not the Brothers Grimm that's where you got it wrong so close so close, so close. So close. and specifically it was about a specific character and clearly you guys don't know this character major character in the book he was the hand of the king to Stannis Baratheon. Donnie, got it? No? Yeah, got it. No, I don't, I don't know. Still don't know. Okay. Davos, Sir Davos Seaworth. Oh. Oh. Who, you, and do you know why he didn't have fingers? No idea. Too many quesadillas? No. He didn't have fingers because his king, Stannis, cut them off as punishment to him for being a smuggler. But he elevated him from common smuggler to knight of the realm in thanks because Davos Seaworth smuggled food into that castle. I can't remember storm landing or something (laughs) 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 when it was under siege during the rebellion, specifically 
smuggling in onions. Oh. And so he served Stannis and he rewarded him with knighthood, but he still punished him for being a smuggler, even though it saved the life of that castle, Stormtown. Stormville. Stormville. Storm Lightning <laughs> Lightning Striker. <laughs> What's the name of that castle? Yeah, Nerds yeah. are screaming oh at their God. at their podcast cassette right computers now. now, boy, I'll tell you. And so he took as his because of his humble origin and his life story, he took as his uh, his banner uh, the image of an onion. He's called the Onion Knight. And that's why I thought you guys were both going to get that one. But apparently, young people in their late 20s aren't just sitting around reading Early Wikipedia 30s. pages <laughs> about fantasy novels anymore. You guys have lives, right? Donnie, how old are you? Uh, well, I'm 29, but I will be 30 next Sunday. Oh, Boy, you guys are, huh. are almost birthday pals. Um, and you live together. You share an apartment. Mm -hmm. in Glenn, you are in graduate school. That is correct. For film. Correct. All right. And Donnie, what do you, what's going on in your life? Uh, I'm in residency, medical residency. Medical, see, it's a real respectable guy. <laughs> Tell me about it. How did you guys meet? We were uh, close friends from college, from undergraduate. Where did you go to undergraduate college? Uh, Princeton University. Princeton. Oh, oh boy. Oh, Can I also oh, just boy. add that we were also roommates in college? So you guys have been living together for a long time. Well, no. There were a f several years where we were not living together, but... About six years, and now yeah. we have been together for a year and a uh, quarter, year and a third. Fade brought us back together I again. I, oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know quite what to say. It was like, <laughs> that, was the most, that was the most adorable... It really like, was. Like... Young new couple thing yeah. to say like oh. well there were some years where we weren't living together but now we've really been together for a, a year now and it, and that's a long time and forty five year old dudes over here like I don't care I don't care that's not a long time it, it is true that I have it's, a a time. it's a brief moment in your life you guys are going to drift apart we're all going to die yeah. that's that's what's going through my head oh boy well I have at times said that Donnie is my platonic life partner and uh, well then we better get this settled yeah, because yeah. you are stinking up the joint well. Where, what are you going to film school for? I mean, where are you going to film school, I should uh, say? Columbia University. Columbia University. And do you live uptown, yeah, downtown, all around town? hundred, Just off 144th Street. I used to live on 104th, 105th and Broadway, and then 104th in Columbus. Not even near where. You still, you're in another dimension up mm -hmm. there. All right. It's very far. Very, very far. And you share, what's the, what, Donnie, what's the apartment like? Well, um, we have a third roommate who, uh, well, last year was a colleague of mine, and now uh, my little brother moved in. So there are three of us. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's nice. It's relatively newly refurbished, I guess. Where's nice your little kitchen. brother? Why isn't your little brother here? Doesn't he have a stake in this? Uh, Did you well, beat him up and tell me he had goes, to stay home? <laughs> goes way back before uh, he moved in. Donnie, can I come to the podcast? No, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Gary. Is Clean my room. Gary? Yeah, it's close. It's, it's Greg. It's not. It's, it's not Gary, Gary though. Ah, Greg. No, fine. Greg. <laughs> no kids allowed. How old is your brother? Uh, he is. Oh gosh, uh, yeah, twenty six. That's right. Don't don't make it. Twenty five. He's twenty five. That's fine. Yeah. And is he also? Are you going? Are you going to? You're in, in medical school. No. I, uh, well, I finished medical school. Right, you're a doctor. Yes. And you're in. You're in residency. Where? Also at Columbia. At Columbia. This is a very convenient little and world my little you guys brother constructed yeah. around He's also a grad su student at Columbia. So What's he a grad student in? Environmental Game Sciences. Game of, Game of Thronesology. Can he call in and tell me the name of that castle? <laughs> Sadly, no. I can't believe I looked <laughs> He was playing a Game of Thrones video game the other day, so he perhaps he would have gotten, gotten it. Davos Seaworth, a great character. Sir uh, Davos Seaworth. Hang on. I have to remember the name of this castle. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. I'm not going to be able to give you justice. It's really important. I'm, I'm glad that you made it. Storm's End. Storm's End. Oh, the, the listeners rejoice. <laughs> no, Dragonstone. Sorry. Whoops. Oh, my. <laughs> oh. Dragonstone. Right? Or is that the one? No. Anyway. Oh, boy. Dragonstone is the, tr is the uh, ancestral castle of the Targaryens. So I think it was Storm's End that was under siege. And Stannis. Oh, yeah, here it is. Storm's End Siege. It's the first thing that comes up. I got it right. Okay. Our search engine uh, are so different. My search history. <laughs> yeah, it, that's my, never happened. My uh, preferred search engine uh, has learned a lot from yeah. me already. Yeah, it's adjusted. So, all right. Let's get into it, finally. Donnie. Uh... 
what is your what is your beef or fried onions as it were with glenn well uh basically glenn um you know he spends a lot more time at home than i do mm-hmm. and uh he cooks at home which i usually don't have time to do right so i would say he makes good use of the kitchen which uh, i admire um however as a um bachelor to the max Glenn, um, Batch also, to the to max. The max. also yeah. on a bit of a budget, he only has two dishes, two and only two that he ever, ever cooks mm-hmm. pasta in uh-huh. which he mm-hmm. boils one of several different shapes of pasta and pours <laughs> one of several different canned sauces over the boiled pasta, which you know smells a little bit, but doesn't really There's smell. There's also grated like Romano cheese, which I will mention later. Sorry to interrupt. And then the other... Really kicking it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, uh, the other dish that Glenn has in his back pocket uh, is quesadillas. Sometimes literally. Sometimes in his yeah, actual oh, back pocket. Got, oh. I reached over to, to, to touch Gene's <laughs> hand and try to reach the same joke, and then I knocked my microphone out of the way. The per, these are some of the perils of being in studio. It's a powerful joke. Yeah, it was good. Quesadilla. The quesadilla. So what's the problem with the quesadilla? It's a grilled cheese sandwich. It's delicious. Well, um, there's a couple things. First of all, uh, as we've already discussed, the fact that uh, the onions and the peppers when they're cooking create a, um, you know, I would say a pungent smoke that wafts down the hallway and lodges itself in my room. Um, and, you know, we've tried various ways of trying to avert that. We've opened windows. We've shut my bedroom door. But there's something about the drafts in our apartment. Glenn is trying so hard not to talk over you right mm-hmm. now. You're, no, you're doing a good job. Let's finish. But so, you know. Let's the, finish hearing Dr. Picky's complaint. The real problem. Well, there's two real problems. One is that I come home from work, you know, I'm tired, yeah. sweaty, whatever. Yeah. Want to just fall into bed, go to sleep. And it turns out I'm trying to sleep in the, uh, you know, olfactory equivalent of a Qdoba. I'll, I'll allow that brand name mention. Because okay. it was mm-hmm. art, artfully cruel to your friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing. And then, you know, that wouldn't be such a big deal if it weren't every day. Because honestly, like I said, there's, you know, two meals that Glenn cooks for per day and only two meals he knows how to cook. So it's pasta at lunch and quesadillas at dinner or vice versa every day. Glenn, thank you. Thank you, Donnie, for your testimony. Glenn, I have some questions for you. Okay. Are are you making quesadillas or fajitas? Quesadillas. I I can describe in great detail what what comprise the quesadillas. I feel like the peppers and he does the peppers and the onions and either puts them on the top or on the inside. Inside. So it's just sort of more things going on than just cheese. We got beans, we got cheese, we got jalapenos, we got peppers and onions folded inside a... uh, uh, you know, so it's seed bun. This, shut up, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, it's my turn to talk. The uh, <laughs> and, and I make three of them, and then I put some hot sauce on top. Um, and for the few times I've cooked them for other people, I, I get many compliments. They well, are, let me say it sounds spectacular. They are delicious. You know, when when Donnie first made his complaint uh, via affidavit to this court by emailing to maximumfun.org slash jjho, which you all should do if you have fights with your roommates, I was like, oh boy, this guy. This is a culinary uh, uh, depressive because <laughs> he's just he's just boiling up some pasta and then he's just making some grilled cheese sandwiches and that's all he eats. And I'll, I'll say something. It's a it's a high carb lifestyle that you're leading. And I'm a little annoyed that you're not a big fatso diabetic because <laughs> I can't live the way you live. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's not as bad as I thought. Donnie, I got to tell you, this is a pretty high level quesadilla this is a pretty uh it's unclear i mean if if you were to witness it maybe you wouldn't be quite as impressed not not, not to put my friend down here but Ooh. all right no, how, how else would you qualify that well, I don't know. how never, else would you describe insulting your friends there's quesadilla? never there's never any protein there's never any variation all right, I, puts I, it, you put beans in, right? Beans. beans, yeah. What, 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 are you veg- what kind of beans are you using? Yeah, black beans. Uh, From, Goya, okay. uh, canned back black beans. I, I, I will I, allow that. All right. I will oh, allow that brand, brand name as well because that's, uh, that's the first name in, in beans that also share the name of an artist. Well, one of the themes, I guess, of my complaint is the monotony of it all and uh, the quesadillas themselves, although you know they are monotonous in their daily preparation and... Uh, 
Glenn is also monotonous in how he prepares them. So they're prepared identically every single time. They're the exact same, same quesadilla. You mean with the same basic ingredients? Or do you mean the procedure is Both. precisely Both. the same in an, in an OCD <laughs> That's fiesta? I wouldn't yeah. take it that far. I wouldn't go to OCD. But yes, he does have a very specific ritual and very specific supply of ingredients. That's How begins the ritual, Donnie? Uh, well, he puts on a podcast and then he uh, shuts me out for an hour or so. Well, he chops oh, up. I and think we oh. just reached the crux. Right <laughs> oh, there. My. Oh, boy, oh, oh, my. Oh, my. That was but, telling. Yeah. I work hard all day. I am in my residency. I don't get any sleep. I'm the only one of us who's ever going to make any money. And I come home from a long, hard day and this place stinks of onions and you can't even give me an hour of your time. Well, I, I see what you're getting at. I don't think that's quite it. Of course you do. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of the time the quesadilla cooking occurs uh, when I'm not even home. So that's not usually my complaint. My complaint is the smell. Although... You have two complaints. One, it smells bad. Yes. So he's a he's an inconsiderate roomie. Two, you're worried about his dietary and maybe mental health, that this is all he ever does. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you already pointed out the, you know, the dearth of any other nutrients besides carbohydrates and... Uh, Listen to Dr. Adverb over here with dearth. That, <laughs> that word I can never it's remember means... <laughs> it's that noun Thank I can you. never remember means a lot of or not enough of. But it's not enough of, right? Dearth. But um, what I really wanted to say is that uh, our cabinets are comically, uh, you know, monotonous. It's like a Target ad, you know, uh, or Doug Funny's uh, wardrobe closet. Who's Wait, Doug talk Funny? about uh, obscure cultural <laughs> references here, Dr. Don. Who's I, Doug Funny? You know, like from the Nickelodeon show, he wears the same like green sweater and khaki pants every single day. Well, wow. that could have been a reference to uh, any cartoon character, I kind of feel. That. <laughs> it was very specific that it was Doug Funny. Excellent point. Excellent point. Do, uh, you have know, you ever you heard know of the, Doug Funny? I have, but you know, you know the Simpsons when they change all their clothes all the time every oh, episode. Yeah. Every time they have <laughs> yeah. lots of new looks. Yeah, lots the of new fall looks. look is what I like yeah, that's most <laughs> this year. Lots of layers. Yeah, yeah. real nice. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of unstructured looks jackets. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And those bomber jackets so so in right now. Uh, so, but you, see, here's the thing, Donnie. You did, you don't understand that when you conjure up. A picture of a cabinet that has all of the ingredients you like in repetitive patterns, perfectly arranged. That makes me very excited. I'm very happy about that. Go ahead. Well, I, there are many things Donnie has said thus far that I would like to respond to, but I've, I've been giving him uh, ample room for his uh, fabrications and uh, <laughs> exaggerations. Maybe the problem oh, in your relationship is that you're letting Dr. Donnie totally run run over you and your whole life and you never stand up for yourself you let him talk and talk and talk and talk and then you get back passive aggressively by burning some onions <laughs> we have uh, a very uh, we have excellent communication in our relationship okay. uh, I, I do not think that is part of the issue fine uh, refute then uh, all right well i would like to say that uh it is an exaggeration to say that i uh cook uh however many number he had said. It is, I'd say I cook uh, quesadillas three to four times a week. Um, and a significant appeal of the quesadillas is that they, uh, the primary make ingredients... Make you whole. They make me whole. They prim okay. The primary ingre ingredients are non-perishable. Uh, and because I have an erratic schedule, uh, I can count on coming home and having something to cook. If I yeah, have... Unlike a physician in his residency. Well... An interesting you have an erratic schedule. Yes, well, you never, you never know, you never know when you might have to run downtown to catch that uh, screening of that. What's your favorite filmmaker, Glenn? Oh, brother, catch that screening of Oh, brother, where are you? Correct, exactly. The Coen Brothers, wonderful filmmakers. The uh, you know, I'll have evening classes. I'll have to go on a shoot. I'll have a meeting. Whatever the case may be, and in some weeks, I only get to cook quesadillas once a week. But I can count on it in the following week to still have the ingredients and still be able to make it. If I didn't have those ingredients, if they'd spoiled, then the financial incentive to cook at all is spoiled, and I should have just been eating so out. So let me understand this, Glenn. Yes. In your, in your life, mm -hmm. either you're eating out in the world on a shoot or grabbing a snack, 
mm -hmm. at the Hungarian pastry shop or whatever that is up there. It's always too crowded. Not a big still, fan. Is that of... still there? It is. Indeed yeah, it right. is. Good. See? I'm not... I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know places. You're home <laughs> eating either pasta with jar sauce or a quesadilla. Correct. Now, what makes you decide... Because this is what I was thinking. Like, pasta with jar sauce sounds like the most sad mm -hmm. and disgusting thing you uh, a graduate student could eat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in the quesadilla, you're really getting into a thing there. Mm -hmm. you got, you've got layers. Mm -hmm. It's like five-layer dip quesadilla. And and if I may say this, that not all of those items are, are non-perishable items. So there are actually things. There's the tortillas. There's the peppers and the onions. The beans are going to be in the can. I mean, if you're going to use that hot sauce or salsa or whatever you're doing, then that's okay. But that goes off at a certain point. So there are things that you have to replace. Mm. So this is a meal that, say, you could replace with something else that would take the exact same time to make with the same amount of non-perishable items. So there, is there something about specific to the quesadillas? Is it just that you've gotten really just it, it's gotten to a comfort level um, or yeah, is it, are you just uh, stuck? Is it just automatic? Think, like this is the fuel I need. Yeah, do not care <laughs> yeah. what goes in mouth. There is a lot of <laughs> truth to that part of it. I will say about the quote unquote non perishable things. It is that the shelf life is long enough that I know how much to buy each visit. Every two weeks, I go to the supermarket. I buy enough to make six rounds. Yeah, Belgian. It's in his routine. So, now. Th but separately, the um, it is true that I take no pleasure in cooking, and uh, I don't like to have to think about it. There's a lot of other things to think about in life. Uh, I, this is a, a sloppy... What, and, the, what uh, the hell are you talking about? There's, there's there are other things to think about than indeed, food that, and indeed, making it and nothing. eating it? There's, there's nothing. nothing. You know how uh, I, I hate to bring this up or mention this, but it is true that uh, those Silicon Valley types often wear only the same thing. Uh, they'll eat Soylent or the Steve Jobs with his, his Third darn... name brand uh -oh. mentioned. Yeah. Now that's well, a penalty. That's a penalty. Uh, how did it? What was the breakdown? How many did Donnie do, and how many did I do? Doesn't matter. I don't want. Are, are we both? Are you, I don't want to, I'm just. I'm just looking at a 30 year old with long hair who's managed to mention Soylent on my podcast, and now I feel like I'm being taken for a ride. You're not a film student at all. I'm on commission. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that same idea. Yeah, the idea paste. is there. Like, hey, let's not think about what we're wearing. Let's not think about what we're eating. We got other stuff. Is that something you admire? Is that where you no, want to No, I get? don't admire it, but I, I do. There, This is a something that exists in our culture, and other people have this tendency, which is I cannot be bothered to think too hard about this thing that I otherwise do not find pleasure in. You can be bothered. You don't want to be bothered. Indeed. Can we say that? Correct. Because yes. I think you can be bothered. <laughs> yes, I and, can and, be bothered. Yeah, I, You're not saying, Donnie, what kind of medicine are you practicing? Uh, I'm in training still. I'm in internal medicine. Okay. I've never understood what that means. It's inside. Yeah. <laughs> what really? does it mean? What, just, is inter what does internal medicine mean? Drugs? Yeah, basically. Right? You got it. Okay. What? So, that, so, but as opposed to say, so surgery, a, a sur surgery is mm -hmm. okay. you cut somebody open and you manipulate the thing. Internal medicine is the therapy is, is drugs, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some exceptions like stents and things like that. Or... Oh, there's always, I'll always make an exception for a stent. Something it's like actually that. my motto: <laughs> always make exception for a stent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A stent is something you use to open a passageway, right? Is that right? Like a artery or vein? Yes, sir. Ugh, mm. Gross. So the point is, you, uh, you're saving lives. Not not often, but sometimes. How many lives have you saved compared to Glenn with his film studies? Actually, Glenn does have a story about saving a life in the Mekong River. Boom! Let's uh, hear it. He swam out and saved a man. Uh, I was staying. Uh, I lived in Thailand for two and a half years, and at a time we'd gone to a place called Four Thousand Islands in southern Laos, and it is a place where many people. Uh, is that an indoor water park? No, <laughs> it's actually where they send the political prisoners in Laos. Uh, oh. But also oh. the but also uh, a white water tourists. Park. Uh, yeah, yeah, but also a water park. It's great fun. Uh, the um, 
It's a place where some people use hallucinogenics. We were not doing that. However, uh, a young man jumped into the river, and uh, he later reported after I stripped down and jumped in and pulled him out myself. Uh, he was vomiting up water and things. He said, oh, sorry, you know, I, I forgot I couldn't swim. And uh, then the next morning, wow. <laughs> well, it's powerful drugs. Uh, the next morning, we right. took the boat ride out. It did have this feeling. He was on my boat, and like we didn't know what to say to each other. It had a right. sort of a morning after feel to it, uh, a regretful morning after. Oh. Uh-huh. So. My, and, might and, I ask? And when he jumped in the water, it's weird because you were, you were in the middle of preparing a Sunday pot roast, <laughs> and 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 you almost didn't make it. You were like, <laughs> you all you were like, I don't hear anybody splashing around calling for help because I'm I'm cutting these parsnips right now. That's right. Yeah. And then but then you're like, oh, I gotta save that guy. And uh-huh. You saved him. Uh-huh. And you're like, as God or whatever is my witness, I will never care about cooking food again. <laughs> The point I was trying to make, well, well done saving lives. <laughs> but but Donnie certainly who has can done more. Truly say he can't be bothered to care about uh-huh. his food. It's Dr. Donnie. Doctor. Mm-hmm. That's his full name. Dr. Doctor. Dr. What Donnie. do you like to eat? Do you ever cook at home? Uh, rarely. You, um, you make your brother make, make no, the sandwiches? No, I mean, I'm, you know, I work long hours and fortunately they provide food for us. So I rarely eat at home. Um, Are you like Glenn? You kind of don't care about the fuel you put into your mouth hole? Uh, I'm somewhere in between that and someone who cares more, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite food? Uh, My favorite food? I don't really have one. I don't know. (laughs) I like... Just anything that comes to mind. Spaghetti bolognese. And and not with bolognese from a jar. No, 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 no. I, I think it's worth mentioning that, uh, or I'd like to ask Donnie, when you cook, does it create a smell in the in the house? When your brother cooks, which is more often than when Donnie does, it all uh, does it create a smell? Yeah, I, I like. Uh, thank you. Let the record show <laughs> that the uh, plaintiff has admitted that. Uh, all right, it stinks when people cook in Gene, tiny New York Gene, apartments. Please enter into the record that. Uh, Cooking creates aromas. Aromas. Yes. Yes. Stop the press. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> what, what does Donnie cook that you don't like the smell of? I, d- I have no complaints. Or it Donnie's is brother. extraordinarily rare that Donnie cooks at all. I mean, it's been months since he's prepared anything. So you have no complaints? No complaints about how uh, he operates in the kitchen. What about and, Donnie's brother, Little Donnie? Uh, little Donnie, <laughs> Donnie Jr. Gary. He, uh, he, saying, did, he, made, he fried some chicken the other day, and it was uh, quite aromatic. Uh, smelled like fat and things. Uh, but you know what? I thought, well, great. Somebody's using the kitchen. I don't know how you just managed to make fried chicken sound gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> Smelled like fat. <laughs> Smelled like aromatic I, fat. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I would like to uh, to ask a question if I could. Yeah, please. Um, I, cause, I don't know what I, I'm doing I'm, here. I'm thinking that the issue has less to do with uh, food and, 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 and it's kind of specifically tied to the sautéing of onions. Um, are you, when, when you're preparing this quesadilla, so I'm assuming that you, your step is to saute the peppers and onions together first and then set them aside. Correct. Okay. Um, have you ever considered the option, because you're going to have these quesadillas many times a week, um, that to, and, and because also I know you enjoy that routine. Oh, I see where this is going. To maybe just take the pepper and onion part out, do that once a week, and then have that in the fridge ready to go. So all you have to make Whoa. would be the quesadillas. I have never considered it, but it is a beautiful compromise. Wow. If only this court dealt in compromise. <laughs> <laughs> I just it, 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 it seems like that seems to be the, the, the real issue. It's not actually the quesadillas themselves, that, but that more just so. That my brain. And I almost missed the whole thing. I deal in food because a while lot. you were t- mm. while, while you were talking, I was I couldn't help but I the siege of storms end <laughs> Wikipedia page. <laughs> Have you been on there this whole time? No, no, no. I'm definitely definitely listening. <laughs> siege of storms end took place near the end of Robert's Rebellion. Lord Mace Tyrell and most of his forces from the Reach besieged Storm's End, which was held by Stannis Baratheon. I know my stuff. Listen, you were right. It took me a little while to get there. You're right. I still got it. Hungarian pastry shop and Stannis Baratheon and Storm's you're End. Two, three. three. Three for three. Three eventually for three. Three for th- three for kind of three. Jean Grey does know a lot about food. Yes. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, whatever my ruling, I'm going to pre-order you to expand your repertoire. Mm. Just Absolutely. for your own life. Life. <laughs> Judge if I may. Um, oh, you go that was That was actually my request. Oh. I wasn't suing Glenn for never to cook a quesadilla again in his life. Oh, I was, oh. so I should have asked you. What's more important? And I'll ask you now. What's more important to you? End of onion stink or Glenn eats other things? Well, thanks to Gene, we may be able to achieve all of those ends. But Yeah, but he might, you know, a lot of foods have fried onion in them. Well, my thought was just, you it's know. It's called the Trinity. <laughs> it is. Fried onion, garlic, garlic. and celery mm-hmm. or it, peppers. Wait, that's genuinely called the Trinity. Mirepoix. Thank you. Whoa. 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 Dr. Words wins again. <laughs> I think I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. I, I can take the heat, so I'm going back in the kitchen, which is also my chambers. I'll be back in a moment to tell you uh, what I've decided. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. So, Donnie, Glenn, how, how are you feeling about this so far? I feel like we might have we might have gotten to a point where something can change. Oh, thanks feeling? to Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, 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 I'm sorry. We, I don't know if you can hear me out there, but I was just clearing my throat to remind you that I'm also here. <clears throat> uh, he is, man, th- Back from the thin chambers, walls. Yeah. Thin walls. Um, how, how, are, how are you feeling? Um, I, am, I am now, I'm more nervous at this moment than I had been uh, upon arrival that uh, the judge has pre-ruled that I should expand my repertoire and there is more judgment a-coming. Uh, has me nervous because I, I cannot anticipate uh, what what other bad news uh, might be in store for me. Well, welcome to your 30s, and that's kind of what adulting's <laughs> like, Glenn. Uh, we'll be back in just a second with the judge's decision on Judge John Hodgman. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020... I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. 
See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Glenn, you're a film student. You're going to make movies? That, that is the idea. You're going to direct them and write them and stuff? Correct. Have you ever seen the movie Tampopo? No. Well, guess what? Tampopo is a movie, and obviously a blind spot in your education. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you're not allowed to make movies unless you've seen all the movies, right? You have to see I, I've them heard all. this. I've yeah. heard this. Thank you for uh, Tampopo is a movie. It's not talked about very much anymore. Did you ever see that movie, Tampopo? No. It was a kind of a comedy uh, from Japan that came out, I guess, probably in the very late 80s or very early 90s when I was but a youth, uh, ripping tickets and selling concessions at the Coolidge Corner, then called Movie House, now called Theater in Coolidge Corner, Brookline, Massachusetts. Great movie theater. That was my film school, and uh, I got paid for it in popcorn. Um, he, won't, he, won't, he won't talk over me. Bravo, yeah. Judge. Glenn, Glenn is too polite. Glenn is too polite. Um, and Tampopo was a funny movie that followed uh, three or four different characters or sets of characters um, and basically did sketches around food culture in Japan. And as you know, if you, I've not traveled there, but uh, food culture, is a, it's a very big part of the psychological component of living in Japan. It is not just, you know, f uh, nutrient paste that you put in your mouth while you're writing code. <laughs> it is a nexus of tradition, ritual, meditation, uh, aesthetic appreciation, um, and other big words that I'm sure Dr. Donnie's got at his fingertips. What's that part of the body called? Fingertips? <laughs> Come I on, you got no anatomy. What's this? I, I don't know. Is, oh, there, is, there some, is there a fancy word for fingertips? <laughs> I mean, I guess they would call that the, you know, the finger pad. I don't finger know. pad. Ah. Know. Digital terminus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and, and in particular, it's a, it's a movie about um, an older guy in search for the perfect bowl of ramen. And... It really, I think, I haven't seen it in a long time, and, and maybe it just, like um, uh, like all kinds of nostalgia, it just exists in a special place in my memory, like a, like a memory of a, of a Madeline. That's a big mm -hmm. literary reference I just dropped. Donnie's got it, don't uh, worry. Donnie, do you think Donnie got that one? Bruce, oh all yeah, right, we're yeah, there. Okay, okay good. Um, but I think it would be worth looking at, because what troubles me about you is that you seem like a nice person. You should care about the food that you make. You clearly do, because that quesadilla, right? That I thought that you were just making a, a grilled cheese sandwich and then frying some onions on the side just to annoy your roommate. <clears throat> but you've got, you got, you're opening a can of beans, you're prepping peppers, which are the worst to prep. You're prepping onions, which can be the worst to prep. Uh, you, uh, you, what, what else you got in there? What other layers? We got, uh, I mean, cheddar cheese, beans, Ch cheddar jalapenos. Cheese, jalapenos. Yeah. You're prepping those from a jar. Out, they come out the jar. Oh. <laughs> Pickled out. They're very. So, I, I no. I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay. Okay. Um, you're not as disinterested as you seem, hmm. and also, you're an artist. You don't want to be one of those Silicon Valley paste eating code writers. That's not who you want to be in life. Do you have other clothes? Than the ones I'm wearing right yeah. now. Yes, yeah. right. I do. You know, you know. You can't. You gotta have different He's looks. He's no Doug Funny. <laughs> Doug Funny. You're an artist, and cooking is artistry, and that's why they make movies about it. Hmm. It's. I. I urge you to. This. This is not an order because I. People like what they like, and you may not have the receptor, for caring about the food that you make and eat. But um, there's a reason. There's so many great movies. About food, Babette's Feast. That was also the Coolidge. This is your culture. You can't just blow this off and 
pasta sauce out of a jar. Ugh. You're not a medical student. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be part of your culture. Your culture is someone who cares about the food. Now, what I do believe has happened is that you are a busy dude. You have a lot going on. You probably have some weird hours. You're not, you have saved one life. But for the most part, you know, you're running around on doing stuff. And I, I get that you're busy. And I think you're absolutely right that, that you have found this recipe for what sound like some pretty good quesadillas. And you've found a way to slot it into your life so you don't need to think about it that much anymore. But um, there are lots of other things you can learn to make that you can equally slot into your life. And, uh, and I, I think a, a pot roast is one of them. Are you a vegetarian? I, 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 I no, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, any kind of braise, as long as you're around to tend it, you braise a big hunk of meat with some aromatics in some uh, stock, which, by the way, just buy it from the store. A lot of this vocabulary is over my head, but I, I'm, Don't Do, worry. Dr. Don can help me out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's going to start cooking you elaborate meals like like, it's gonna like Hannibal. Uh, I will drop a name brand here. Kitchen Basics, stocks, vegetable, beef, chicken, seafood. Those are the ones you want to get. Hmm. Kitchen Basics. Do you ever use Bach? They don't make, you know, they can, but do you, you know what pre-made stock? Do you ever no, use that? I, I, well, no, I, I make my own You stock, make your own so, stock? Yeah. It's intense. Ooh. Yeah. So so I yeah I I've, I've he I've I've been you know um, very concerned for yeah. for, for Glenn this Explain entire to Glenn conversation. What, what stock is? Um, well, basically, it's you want the essence and juices, if that's a good way of explaining it. The uh, better than aromatic fat. Yes, yeah. and it's not the aromatic <laughs> fat. <laughs> um, and basically, to give a base to any meal. Um, that you're making um, and it really infuses it with amazing flavor and you don't have to worry too much about doing too many other things. Mm -hmm. And if you're just going to do, say, something like chicken stock, then you can go super easy and do some salt and pepper mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of wine, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of olive oil. And that's, you know, five things. And then throw a hunk of meat in there and, and you can walk away. I, I, I think the idea is that, is that you know, there, there are so many things that are you can go basic and you can go simple. And maybe it's going to be another meal that you get into for, you know, another year or so. Mm -hmm. But at least make that pick, pick two mm -hmm. and just, just try to broaden your horizons. It won't take any more time. You won't have to freak out about what you're doing. But... Yeah, I'm concerned about you. And you are an artist. I yeah. think mm -hmm. I think Judge and is you, correct. Do you ever anticipate having a partner in your life, a romantic partner in your life, who is not Dr. Donnie, your old friend? I do. Do you have such a partner in your life? Certainly no. We are bachelors to the max, I believe, as Donnie said earlier. Don't ever say Don't that say again. That. <laughs> okay. You're a filmmaker. That, that, you, can't yeah. be saying, you can't be saying that. You can't. You got to be. You got to. I mean, it's okay for Dr. Donnie to sit here with his tie on uh -huh. and look like a weird nerd and go batch to the max. But you got to. <laughs> here's the thing. You have an obligation professionally to be cool. Okay. And cool people care about food. And also, if you ever want to have someone else in your life, you don't. Uh, you're going to might want to impress that person by making a food for them. And you don't want to be dumping a jar of ragu over some elbows. Do not. I don't care how much cheese you sprinkle over that. That, that person, whoever it is, is going to be like, uh, yep, uh, uh, check, please. <laughs> so I, I think we're each going to pick one thing for you to learn how to make. And I would say, I was going to say pot roast. That's super easy. So I'm going to say pot roast. What are you going to say? Um, I'm going to, for his comfort level, I'm just going to up the level on the quesadilla. And I'm oh. going to say um, that that every week, try to find a new protein to sort of jazz it up with. If you're just going to get like some, like just a grilled, a, just a chicken cutlet, mm -hmm. um, you just get yourself some adobo and some cumin mm -hmm. yeah. and you're just going to saute that up. And, and cut it up and, and just start there. Mm -hmm. Just start adding a couple of things to it. You understand you're, 
dramatically, Gene. You're dramatically it's intensifying be the aroma so profile. <laughs> Once you get cumin in I, that. I feel like I feel like uh, Donnie will have to deal with the aroma, but also know that. Glenn's going to be eating a little bit better, and maybe that makes it okay. And you know what? I think I think you're quite right, Gene. And I'm going to take back pot roast. I was thinking pot roast because it's pretty bland and it's not it's not going to offend Donnie's sensitive nostrils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your suggestion of protein is correct, and I'm, so I'm going to make an adjustment to pot roast. Look up these two words, or maybe Donnie will, will translate them for you: ropa vieja. Hmm. Ropa vieja. Old clothes. That's the translation. Okay. But it's essentially uh, long braised, braised Latino was, pot roast yeah. is what it is. Braised was the, the word that made me uh, mention before that I, I don't Low actually Low temperature. You cook a piece of meat, semi-submerged in a liquid of your choice mm-hmm. at a low temperature for a long time such that you break down... Uh, the collagen, which is the connective tissue, you usually do this with cheap cuts of meat, mm-hmm. like a, a pork shoulder, if you were going to make carnitas or mm-hmm. short ribs or or a pot roast. Um, and it has a lot of connective tissue. That's collagen. You braise it over a long period of time. That becomes gelatin. And it's just the most, if you're a carnivore, it's the most delicious it's thing incredible. in the world. So I would say the thing about ropa vieja is you, you do that and it takes an afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then that stuff will... We'll keep for a long time. You can be adding that into different things, mm. having it as a snack. Like, uh, you, mm-hmm. That'll be good. And I think that Gene's suggestion that you do do some of your uh, your mirepoix ahead of time, because mm-hmm. you're essentially in the in the case of your quesadilla, you're using it as a garnish. Right. Yes. You're right. frying up those onions. They're going to get heated up again when you right, right, make right. the quesadilla, and that will that that might help with your friend Donnie. And so um, that that I think is all a fair ruling, wouldn't you say, Donnie? I think that's quite fair. Although I, you know, if I was... This is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Jen Hodgman rules. Donnie, save it for the, uh, the, what do we call it? The after show. The after show. Donnie, save it for the after show. Talking Judge Jen Hodgman. <laughs> Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Um, Donnie, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I think uh, this opens the floodgates to Glenn learning. Maybe I don't even know, like five or six total meals. I don't know. I'm I'm so excited for you, Glenn. How are you feeling? I I know this has been a long time coming. Uh, that I should get my act together. And, yeah. uh you're thirty now. Yes, and I think there's something appropriate and exciting uh, about poetic. Uh, even the timing. Yes, indeed. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a go. Okay. I'm really proud of both of you, and I love you very much. Thank you, Gene. Thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Gene, who named this week's episode? Well, thanks to Paul Ruh. 
R-U-H. And Tom Brinton for naming this week's episode, A Jury of Your Tears. You get it, Onions. If you would like to name a future episode like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook, we regularly put out a call for submissions. If you want to submit a case to the Judge John Hodgman podcast, you can do so at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you want to email us... It's just him. Me. It's it's just him. It's really going it's, to me, you guys. Him. If you don't get a response back, it's because I'm a monster who's ignoring you <laughs> and haven't gotten back to you. But it's always me. Yeah, but you should try anyway at Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. And this is what I've been saying to everyone uh, in the wake of this election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are people in your life who you disagree with and you feel they need to change their mind. You can't change their mind. All you can do is give them your testimony, say your words, and understand... That they hear you, even if they don't immediately go, you're right. And hope that down the road, you guys might see eye to eye a little bit more. That's what emailing me is like. You get your words out. <laughs> I definitely see them. And I might eventually respond and become a good person again. Yeah. But um, I'm definitely reading all your emails. I love them. Please send them in and send in your disputes. You know what I like? Mm-hmm. Disputes between uh, roommates. Yeah. We got a lot of couples for obvious reasons because they're always fighting. Okay, but I don't want this. To be, I don't want this to be the marriage riff. First time I made that marriage riff joke, that show was on television. Now we're years after it's been canceled. <laughs> we can't do just marriages anymore. You can't. Your friends, your roommates, your siblings—you all have fights, and I want to hear about them. So please send them in. Send them in, and uh, you can also hashtag your judge John Hodgman tweets hashtag JJHL and check out the Maximum Fund subreddit to discuss this episode. This week's episode was engineered by Paul Ruist at Argo Studios in New York City. Our producer is Jennifer Marmer. Thanks, you guys. A quesadilla is not a sandwich. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.